Okay, so that's a bad start. <laughs> uh, Matilda, is the... Let me see whether it's... Um, no, it's on. Can we get the microphone on? Is it, is it working? It doesn't work. It doesn't work, I think. No, it's not on mute. <laughs> Doesn't work. Yeah. Does it work now? It works ah, now. yes, yes. Okay, perfect. Yes, okay. It works for me as well, yes. Uh, does it work for both microphones? Can you check the second also? I'm not right. so sure. I don't hear. No, sometimes one doesn't hear, but I think mine definitely works now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll hand it to you after. <laughs> yeah? It works? Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. okay. If it, this is working, okay. Okay. So, so good. E good evening, and uh, and welcome uh, to our evening discussion on European banking supervision, in the past five years, and prospects for the future. I'm absolutely delighted uh, to host today Daniel Nui. Uh, Daniel Nui, of course, needs no introduction in this room. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, let me say, of course, that uh, she is the chair of the single supervisory mechanism, the first chair um, of the single supervisory mechanism, so Europe's uh, new endeavor, not so new anymore, after five years uh, of uh, centrally supervising uh, banks um, in the uh, Eurozone. Um, and uh, since I think you just told me it's your last trip um, in this position, in your position to Brussels, since it's your last trip uh, to Brussels, you, you are the outgoing chair, um, I think it's a good moment for us to spend a bit of time uh, discussing with you, Goye, looking back at the last five years, perhaps making an assessment, making uh, an evaluation of where we stand um, after five years, but of course, also looking forward um, to the to the next five years, perhaps to what your successor uh, has uh, in front of of him, um, and so uh, so to to take stock and to to really evaluate uh, what the supervision uh, will be up in the future. Perhaps a third issue that uh, we want to focus on is um, institutional questions. Um, as we all know, banking union. Uh, is incomplete, um, and perhaps you will also have some time to share uh, with us your thinking on um, uh, where do you see the biggest gaps and how does that actually interact with um, uh, your work as being the as the banking banking supervisor. But per perhaps perhaps we start by uh, looking back, um, and um, perhaps I just. Ask with a very start with a very general question. When you look look back at the last five years, and um, of course you've been also there when the whole thing was set up, and 
you hired, I think, a thousand uh, employees, more or less, in a very short uh, period of time. So, so if you if you look back at those five years, what have been the main operational but also political challenges um, of that position? Well, first of all, thank you for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here. And as a matter of fact, it's not uh, exactly my last trip uh, to Brussels. It's my, it was my last econ hearing oh, econ, in the parliament, yes. but I will be back to Brussels before the end of this week for another meeting with uh, other people. So Brussels is an important city that I, I visit quite often. Yes, well, uh, looking uh, back to the, the first uh, months and years of the European banking supervision, uh, uh, we started as a very small uh, startup uh, beginning of January 2014. I had uh, two secretaries, a councillor, and a secretary of the, the supervisory board. And to have more people, it took one month to have the, the, the four uh, DGs, uh, and so on and so forth. So for uh, uh, well, the, the 10 months uh, before uh, taking over supervision. Uh, indeed, we recruited about uh, 1,000 people, including uh, the, the, the people in the support services, IT, statistics, uh, HR that uh, would uh, help us. Uh, and we also conducted the comprehensive assessment of the banks uh, we would be uh, supervising uh, starting on November 2014. And that was both tasks, in fact, were quite uh, challenging. Uh, but uh, thanks to the powerful incubator, we uh, were uh, uh, able to, to, to deliver uh, on time. And in particular, the, the comprehensive assessment was a huge health check of uh, 130 banking groups comprised of 1,200 banks. Uh, that we didn't know uh, at all, uh, and we had to conduct that with people we had not uh, worked with before, the supervisors in the NCAs. So it was uh, very much a startup ambiance and a, a, a lot of work, but uh, was uh, very, very useful. Uh, there was a possibility in the legislative framework to take over supervision uh, six months later if we, are, we were not ready, but obviously uh, it was not an option for any of us. Nobody would, uh, was ready to postpone uh, by, by six months. We wanted to be, uh, to be ready on time. Then we had uh, also, uh, in, in parallel, to uh, create the manual for supervision, uh, taking the, the best supervisory practices wherever they were, looking at Europe first, but also beyond uh, Europe. Uh, if there, there are some good supervisory practices elsewhere, we want the best for Europe, and we are ready to adopt it. Uh, the beauty of this principle to build on the best supervisory practices is that it uh, automatically improves the, 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 the situation, the quality of banking supervision. And it is also uh, very good for team building because nobody did everything right. Uh, everybody could do things better, uh, take uh, some good practice elsewhere. And uh, everybody, as a result, felt uh, respected on contributing to the, the building of the, the new institution, and that was uh, very, very helpful. 
from the, the beginning, we wanted to be uh, tough and fair, or fair and tough. The order does not matter, but the two go together. In order to be tough, you have to be very fair. Toughness is accepted if it is fair, if it's the same toughness uh, uh, for, for all the banks. So this is the environment in which uh, we, we started, and uh, it was very rewarding uh, after a certain time to see the, the new institution uh, taking form. Okay, so, so you very much talked now about the sort of the initial operational uh, yeah. uh, challenges, and of course uh, you mentioned um, that you had a good incubator. Of course, the ECB um, having the ECB as as a startup uh, support um, is probably probably not a, not a bad place to start start a nice uh, small operation from. Um, but but can you say a little bit more about sort of what were the main sort of substantive challenges beyond the on the operational side, not on the operational side, but on the actual supervisory side. So so you came in, um, the banking system was still considered by many as as very fragile. Yeah. Um, uh, there was huge political expectations that um, you would very quickly sort of. Uh, uh, clean up Europe's ailing banking system. Many were talking about um, a Japanification of Europe's banks. Um, so, so perhaps you can tell us a little bit more on sort of the content, I mean, on the supervisory challenges at the beginning. Uh, well, yes, uh, we were uh, starting uh, our uh, work uh, just after a crisis when uh, uh, the banks were indeed uh, fragile for many of them, uh, and the banking system had to, uh, uh, <coughs> to improve their, their situations. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it means as well that uh, regulation was being changed. We were uh, given new regulation, uh, new tools, uh, the, the CRD4, uh, CRR. Uh, we were uh, equipped as well with a crisis management uh, framework with the uh, single resolution uh, mechanism starting soon uh, after ourselves. On the health check, the, the comprehensive assessment was uh, very uh, helpful to uh, know where the main weaknesses were and where uh, pressure should be put on banks to improve the situation. And in fact, we identify from the very beginning uh, the, the weak banks. Uh, then we uh, put pressure of them on them to do the, the right thing, to uh, comply with supervisory expectations. Sometimes they, they, they resisted uh, and uh, they, they, had, <laughs> they, had they were compromising their, their future in this case. Uh, it's not uh, the, the job of the supervisors to save all the banks. Huh? And if certain banks that have been identified uh, as weak are resisting uh, the request from the supervisors, they, they will have a difficult time, and sometimes they, will, uh, they may even uh, disappear. So it was uh, certainly a challenging uh, work. Uh, one element that was also a difficulty was the uh, too fragmented regulatory framework. Uh, we have these... Uh, national options on discretion, more than 160 in uh, 
CRR and CRD4. Uh, that's a lot, really. We spend a lot of time uh, at least harmonizing them within the SSM, uh, exercising these national options in a similar uh, fashion. Uh, but there are still some that exist that are in the hands of the national legislators, so we cannot uh, do uh, anything. Uh, we also uh, harmonized a very uh, powerful tool, which is the, uh, the SREP, the Supervisory Review uh, and Evaluation Process, the Pillar 2, in, uh, in another word, which were very different uh, depending on the, on the countries. Uh, we launched uh, certain uh, projects that were needed, like the uh, revalidation of the models that uh, are used by the banks to calculate their capital requirement. They calculate the risk-weighted assets, and hence uh, the, uh, they calculate the, the capital requirement, a big project uh, as well, uh, implement uh, requiring um, broadly 100 uh, supervisors uh, uh, in the banks uh, during three years only for, for, for this project to go through, through the models. What else? Uh, well, we did a lot to improve governance. Uh, mm -hmm. It was the first time uh, in the European legislation that we had the, the good legislation for governance. The, international uh, regulation uh, for governance. Uh, so Europe was lagging behind uh, a little bit compared with uh, the other regions of the world. Uh, we had uh, work to do to make sure that this uh, new governance regulation was uh, properly uh, implemented, and that's very important. Good governance means good risk management, checks on balance in, in the banks. Uh, better decision-making process in the banks. Uh, so that uh, has helped uh, a lot. And of course, uh, sooner than later, we started, that, uh, we started thinking about uh, how to address NPLs. Uh, we had this mm. uh, mountain of uh, non-performing exposures. We had about one trillion uh, when we started non-performing exposure in the balance sheet of the banks. Now we have uh, 650 uh, billion, uh, which is still a lot, but all the instruments uh, are in place now, and the, the, the amount is uh, decreasing quite, quite fast. Almost every day we see banks that are taking uh, new steps to uh, improve the, the, the situation. And, uh, uh, that came with a little bit of resistance that you could have uh, noticed. Huh? It was not uh, such a, an easy thing. You mentioned uh, political pressure. Well, um, we felt the pressure, to be, to be honest, on this uh, folder. Uh, but being a European institution, uh, it's, uh, it's much more uh, easy to, to uh, do what we have to do, namely uh, identify the weaknesses uh, in the banks uh, and address these weaknesses, make sure that the banks address these weaknesses. Yeah. Uh, so that uh, that was done uh, as well. Uh, I don't know whether I forgot something that you have in mind, but please tell no, me. No, but it. can we can we can I push you a little bit more on uh, sort of uh, two points you made? One mm -hmm. is uh, banks resist. Some banks sort of resisted um, when you told them uh, yes. to get your act together. Um, uh, is uh, can you say a little bit more about this? Perhaps not about the banks individually, but more about was it uh, more a phenomenon you, as the new kid on the block, you had to 
establish yourself and they were still used to work with the national supervisors and were sort of still in a mode of going through the national supervisors or was it more sort of the usual resistance um, to uh, uh, that, that you would have encountered also in your previous experience as a, as a French banking supervisor? Well, uh, I start by using the comparison with the, 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 the French. Uh, uh, I was not accustomed to this resistance in my French experience, to be honest, because we had a big crisis in the 90s in France. Uh, you may remember the issues about Crédit Lyonnais and other French banks. So uh, the, the risk appetite of the, the, the French banks had significantly uh, decreased. And uh, in fact, uh, I was accustomed uh, to have bankers that were uh, discussing expectation of supervisors, sometimes quite loudly, but at the end of the day, were complying uh, with the expectations right. of the supervisors because they knew that uh, maybe we were a little bit too tough, but we were equally tough and that it was needed, in fact. It was done for the, 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 the best of the bank and the best of European citizens. So I, I was, in fact, not accustomed to this resistance. Uh, it was not uh, resistance because we were the new kid on the block, not at all. No. It was, in my view, uh, because they, are, they were accustomed to resist and they were accustomed to be successful. Uh, and all of a sudden, uh, they were... Uh, finding people that were uh, resisting, uh, saying, well, no, we have heard you, but still you have to do this or that because we believe uh, that uh, it is needed to address your weaknesses. Uh, so, uh, well, we repeated once, twice, uh, on most of the, the bank, uh, uh, discovered, okay, the world had changed, the supervision had changed, uh, maybe it was because of the crisis, which was largely the case, because we would not have been uh, uh, recruited and the banking union would not have been started without the crisis, probably. But most of the banks, uh, after some time and certain explanations, uh, uh, complied with the expectations of the, the supervisors. Certain uh, resisted, uh, well, uh, their fate was compromised by this resistance, but uh, they discovered it a bit, uh, bit late uh, for certain of them. So what you're describing is really a story of also different supervisory cultures that yes. we've seen where resistance in some countries uh, was paying off and others not, and uh, all of a sudden we moved to a system where it doesn't. It doesn't pay off. Um, uh, no matter. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, yes, it was a again. The, the, the French supervisors were not smarter than the rest of the supervisors. It was just that we had a tough crisis. We had learned the lesson, and we uh, were doing very tough super supervision uh, indeed. Uh, and uh, I came with this culture, uh, I believe in uh, tough, rigorous supervision. Uh, and for that, you have to be fair, develop level playing field, explain everything, and treat uh, everybody the same fashion, which is what we have been doing. And uh, it's probably because we were credible in this that uh, without national bias that we have been able to largely implement this, uh, this new culture. And nothing is forever. Uh, we are young institutions. Uh, people matter. Uh, we have to, to make sure that it's going on. 
Uh, and let me say as well that I did not do that alone. Uh, sure. I had uh, next to me a very good colleague, colleague Sabine Lottenschlager, which has exactly the same views as myself. Uh, uh, we need tough and fair supervision. We did that together on the... Uh, the, the, the people that we had be recru been recruited were uh, really uh, an excellent team. The competition was incredible. Uh, we had uh, between 300 and 400 candidates for the first 10 positions for DGs and deputy DGs. So you see what the competition was. Right. So we were able to, to recruit uh, the, the best possible people uh, coming from the 28 countries uh, of Europe because you needed to have... Uh, a European passport, and uh, uh, these people were uh, coming to change supervision and to do a good job and to make the bank safer and sounder. So, so some commentators took the view that um, the SSM was moving too slowly on some of the Italian banking issues, including the NPL issues um, uh, that, uh, that you, you just mentioned. What would you reply? Well, uh, what I uh, would say is that we had identified uh, the, the weak banks from day one, for sure. Uh, if you remember, it was uh, public, the results of the, the comprehensive assessment. Uh, and then, uh, well, again, certain banks uh, <coughs> uh, did what they had to do to improve their situation, and others did not. Uh, and uh, you have a different fate if you work hard to improve your situation and if you don't, uh, that's the, 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 the conclusion. Uh, I don't think, but you can always do things differently and better and faster. I think we did what we could do uh, with the tools uh, we had. Uh, we were facing uh, resistance. Uh, it's not as if everybody was uh, telling us, go faster, please. Uh, so uh, I think... I am satisfied with what we have been uh, doing, uh, and uh, we see the, the benefits uh, again every day. Uh, banks that take new plans to uh, further reduce, go beyond the, 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 even the expectations of, of the, the supervisors on the plan they had uh, agreed with us. Because when you start being virtuous, you like virtue, really. You are happy to see that your situation is improving, your funding in costi is costing you less, you are making less the headlines of the newspapers for your weaknesses, and so on and so forth. There are rewards, really, when you start this uh, way towards uh, the journey towards more virtue. And it's good, uh, you mentioned the Italian banks. Uh, I'm very happy that uh, a lot of progress has been made. They are very needed uh, for the, the time being. Uh, and I hope... Uh, <coughs> I would be very sad, uh, really, if the progress made, uh, the achievements uh, of the banks to improve their situation would uh, uh, be consumed right now, would dis disappear because, uh, because of the crisis. Anyway, they are certainly much better off with the, the situation it, that exists now than before. Can you say a word of how your work was uh, made complicated by the fact that um, the single resolution board was still in build up and the resolution framework, um, uh, um, I mean, is, uh, let's say, st even now it's still in flux. I mean, just yesterday um, there was still a discussion on, in, the, in the Eurogroup on 
liquidity provisioning um, in uh, in banking resolution or after banking resolution. So, so how does you know this still? I, I have to say, somewhat incomplete setup of um, of banking union affect the wor your work as a as a central as a central supervisor. I mean, have you been able to do all the things um, that you would like to do as a as a supervisor? I mean, including uh, including uh, on on questions such as the the ring fencing um, of capital and liquidity across across borders. So as it's a broad question, but uh, perhaps you can give us a little bit more of a sense of how the SSM uh, is operating in this environment of incomplete banking union. Well, um, regarding the single resolution board. Uh, I would say, uh, so far, uh, the, the current situation has not uh, prevented uh, myself or Elke Koenig, uh, the, the SSM or the uh, uh, SRB, uh, to do what they had to do. Uh, for example, uh, when we had to declare failing or likely to fail a bank in Latvia, Uh, we knew uh, before that uh, we were uh, starting a journey that would end up in the limbo somewhere because we had uh, fully understood that uh, uh, there was, uh, obviously, the SRB would uh, consider that uh, uh, we were right to declare failing or likely to fail. There was no discussion about the situation. Uh, and then uh, the, the question for the SRB is that, is it uh, of public interest to resolve a bank? Uh, or it's, if it's not in uh, public, of in public interest, uh, the bank has to be liquidated according to the national uh, liquidation framework. Obviously, a small bank uh, doing business uh, largely with non-resident uh, customers was not exactly mm. uh, a customer for resolution. Uh, it was not of public interest to resolve the, the, the bank. Uh, but then um, we knew that we would... Uh, Uh, transfer the, the folder on the, the bank to uh, countries that uh, had transposed the BRD in such a fashion that liquidation was not obvious and it did not take place, as a matter of fact, which I can understand because the, uh, the BRD is not, for the time being, precise enough on the fact that uh, Uh, it has to be liquidated uh, in the national liquidation framework. The, the, all the words that are needed are, are not there, in my view, and in the view of the lawyers of the ECB. So for national judges that receive the, the, the judge in charge of liquidation procedure, they, they receive a folder from Brussels, the single resolution mechanism. They look at their national criteria for liquidating a bank. Too bad, failing or likely to fail by the, the SSM and the SRB uh, are not on the list. So uh, something has to be done, but it cannot be uh, the liquidation that has been foreseen by the, the BRD. So we could have been in a kind of panic. Oh, my God, what do we do? We, we, we went on <coughs> and did what we had to do. And, uh, so it has not stopped us from acting. This is what I want to say regarding the, the SRB. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, um, 
the, the fact that we do not have uh, edis uh, and also the, the, the testimony of solidarity that is constituted by the, uh, the funding, uh, the European funding of the Single Resolution Fund is uh, preventing uh, certain developments uh, to take place. You mentioned ring fencing. Yes, a number of countries put in place ring fencing during the crisis, and it is still there, and it will not disappear before there is a European uh, solidarity on uh, uh, the single resolution fund on EDIS. Uh, I don't like it, but I understand the, 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 the situation. Uh, consolidation of, um, uh, you mentioned the, the, the waivers on the liquidity, for example, uh, on maybe large exposures. Uh, it's true that uh, without European solidarity, uh, national legislators that are the only ones that can authorize the, uh, the large exposure waivers uh, that are in their hands or the solvency waivers that are not uh, on the table uh, anywhere for the time being uh, will not uh, do it before there is uh, a single jurisdiction in Europe. The 19 countries of the euro area are considered a single resolution. Uh, a single jurisdiction, sorry. Uh, we have uh, the possibility to give a, a waiver for uh, liquidity uh, uh, arrangements between uh, uh, the, 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 the groups in the groups uh, which are in the euro area, uh, but uh, it's useless because uh, pretty fast uh, there is a large exposure limit that will hit the the, the waiver for liquidity, the, the, the groups will be able to uh, give a drop of water. So why ask an exemption for this waiver, an authorization for this waiver to be able to give a drop of, of water if that's not uh, useful? So uh, indeed, uh, there are um, certain European developments that are locked uh, until we have a complete banking union. I don't like it, but I understand it. Well, perhaps let's spend one, one, uh, a few more minutes on, um, on the future um, uh, before uh, opening up to uh, questions and answers. So, so please, if you have questions, uh, start already preparing your questions and, and signal it to me. Um, but, but perhaps let's, let's spend a little bit uh, before I open to the floor on, on the future. I mean, so, so I guess what... Um, Many would like to to know is uh, of course your uh, first of all what is your assessment of um, the current health of European banking system um, uh, and how do you see also the European banking system uh, evolving going forward? Um, I mean there is uh, of course a significant discussion um, on uh, the low profitability in uh, of Europe's banks, um, Europe's stocks. Um, the stock prices of, of European banks have fallen very very significantly this year. Um, and I think there is, um, of course, a big question whether we shouldn't uh, see more consolidation um, in, in the banking sector. And I think many of us have expected this consolidation to happen um, much mm -hmm. more quickly uh, once we have a single supervisor, once we have started this journey of banking union. Yet... Um, uh, so far, bank mergers and so on 
haven't really increased, and they certainly haven't increased mm -hmm. in terms of cross-border bank mergers. And so, so, so perhaps you can give us a little bit more of a sense of where do you see the sector going? Mm -hmm. Also, where, how do you judge the sector currently? How healthy is it really give, against the backdrop of the stock prices falling so much? And where do you see the sector going in Europe? I mean, do we are we about at the at the moment where we will see a, a wave of consolidations? And uh, if so, would you welcome it as a supervisor? Well, a lot of uh, good points on good questions. Well, I, I think the, the, the situation <coughs> of the European banking system has, uh, has significantly improved. We have uh, CET1 capital ratios, the best quality capital, which are around 14% uh, right now, coming from about uh, 12 two years ago on 11 uh, in 2015, uh, well, uh, beginning of the full year of uh, SSM supervision. Uh, NPLs, I mentioned, have significantly uh, diminished, and they, that, that's going on. The momentum is there. Uh, the profitability is the, the, the weak element, obviously. Uh, the, the return on equity is around 7%. Uh, obviously, it is uh, low because of uh, non-performing exposures. And, uh, non-performing exposures means non-performing, no income, <coughs> but also uh, losses that are taken now uh, to clean the, the, the balance sheet. Uh, that's why the CET1 ratio has been uh, around 14% for some time, really, because the banks util now use the buffers they have, the solvency buffer, to clean further the, their balance sheet, which, in my view, uh, is very good. Um, how, the, how is the situation uh, evolving? Well, first of all, uh, as you say, we have this profitability issue, which is uh, important. Uh, we still have a lot of non-performing exposure, so the momentum has to continue. Uh, I am also concerned by the, uh, the, the, the fact that uh, certain actors, uh, maybe legislators, uh, uh, feel that, well, uh, we can uh, almost declare victory on the start some deregulation, uh, uh, which I totally disagree. I think uh, mm. we uh, took, uh, the legislature took uh, uh, reasonably tough regulation. It was absolutely needed, and we certainly should not uh, reduce the, the, the rigor of the regulation on the supervision. Uh, we also see the period as a dangerous period of time because uh, uh, the NPLs, for example, the credit risk, they are not taken during the crisis. Huh? There is no appetite to take risk during a crisis. Uh, they are not uh, taken just after a crisis. But if I remember well, we are 22 quarters of growth uh, yeah. in the euro area. Uh, so that's exactly the period of time when uh, you uh, start taking more risk uh, uh, when, uh, in particular, you have uh, ship on uh, <coughs> abandoned funding uh, also. Uh, so we have to be uh, very cautious regarding uh, credit risk for the time being. We see that uh, leverage finance is developing uh, 
uh, much uh, that uh, the covenants are sometimes uh, more lax than they, they were a few uh, years uh, before. So we will be very vigilant on the credit risk. Uh, one of our priority for next uh, one of our priorities for next year is uh, to go in depth in the credit underwriting criteria because this is where everything happens. Huh? The credit underwriting criteria. Then once the, the, the bad loans or the future bad loans have been put in the balance sheet, it's uh, it's more uh, complicated. So no reason. Uh, for, no room for complacency. Huh? We have to, 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 to stay uh, very serious and rigorous on regulation and supervision. Regarding the, the profitability uh, of the banks, uh, there are different reasons. Again, if it is uh, less profitability because the banks are taking care of their legacy assets, I think that's a, a good signal. They will mm -hmm. be more profitable afterwards. Uh, if it's uh, because there is an excess of offer of banking services, which is the case in a certain number of countries on banking <coughs> systems, that's a bit more uh, worrisome. Also taking into account <coughs> that there are uh, other tough competitors, uh, fintechs, for example, uh, could take a part of the incomes of the banks. Uh, and if this is happening, uh, that's uh, not uh, good news, obviously. But is that happening? Is fintech um, uh, already a serious issue in, in Europe? I mean, uh, Amazon and other players, I mean, are they entering into uh, increasingly into the banking space where not yet but uh, they could uh, in the future uh, on the payment services for example already they are more uh, active it's not uh, already uh, banking services but uh, and the level uh, of regulation there's a level playing field or not between uh, banks and well if they if they are uh, banks, they have they are fintech banks. They have to comply also with the banking sure. regulations. So it's level playing field. Uh, if it is, if they are not banks, uh, they, they are not obliged to uh, comply with uh, the, the banking regulations. So by doing only part of what makes a banks, they may uh, avoid to be uh, to be regulated. Uh, we follow that. Uh, carefully uh, what is taking place to make sure that uh, uh, there is no um, improper use of the, uh, the definition of a bank, uh, what is a bank, what is not a bank. Uh, but uh, anyway, there, there are a number of uh, operations that can be done without uh, banking license and for which uh, they, 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 they will compete with, with, with banks. Mm -hmm. Regarding consolidation, why we do not see uh, yet consolidation? Well, first of all, because the risk appetite of the banks has been reduced by the, the, the crisis. Before the, the, the crisis, uh, a lot of banks that were not uh, very successful and very profitable in their own countries started uh, consolidating with uh, Eastern Europe banks, for example, sometimes buying them uh, very uh, at high prices. Uh, well, after the crisis, uh, banks have learned the lessons. They are, they are more uh, cautious. Uh, what we, we discussed before, ring fencing, uh, fragmentation of the regulatory framework that does not permit to take the, the benefits 
of a single jurisdiction is uh, making it less uh, rewarding. Uh, there is also uh, the, the fact that uh, now there, there is a framework that is uh, addressing uh, the global CFIs or mm -hmm. the domestic CFIs as well, the CFIs, the systemic uh, institutions. Uh, and these systemic institutions have uh, give, well, to be a systemic institution, the size <coughs> is extremely important. For me, uh, too important because it's not uh, the only factor. Uh, mm. uh, complexity would be uh, an interesting factor as well. Interconnections on sure. uh, this kind of elements. Uh, capacity to be resolved uh, on quality of recovery plans and so on and so forth. But for the time being, because it's the simplest criteria, the criteria of size plays a, a big risk. So uh, if the banks are um, getting bigger and as a consequence uh, have uh, additional CET1 requirements, additional liquidity requirements, uh, additional leverage ratio requirements because they are bigger, <coughs> before turning even bigger, they will make sure it, it's worth uh, the, the, the effort. So all those uh, elements are, uh, are playing a role. Uh, I'm sure that sooner than later there will be some consolidation. For the time being, it's seen as more easy to have domestic synergy mergers, mergers mm. of synergies, producing synergies. Well, I have no preference personally. Supervisors should not be the ones decided, deciding what is a good merger. I think the bankers, the investors, right. the market participants should be the ones deciding what is a good merger. But the role of the supervisors is a very important one because mergers can be the best or the worst thing. Uh, we have to consider the operations that is submitted to us for authorization uh, to challenge the business model, to challenge the execution capacity of the banks that are willing uh, to, to merge, uh, identify the possible weaknesses, uh, ask the bank to mitigate these weaknesses. It might be that uh, we ask more cleaning of the balance sheet before the merger because there is a, a possibility to have a good equity story to say it's for a merger, we will clean the balance sheet, we, are, uh, we have a brilliant future ahead of us, so join the adventure and put equity on the, on the table. That can be a good equity story. Uh, so we can uh, use that to, to have uh, the, the banks cleaning their balance sheet. We may ask additional uh, equity. We may uh, uh, put conditions regarding uh, improvement of the, the IT uh, capacity uh, uh, to, to, to work for, together for the, the two, what, whatever, all kinds of conditions that are needed to, uh, uh, to reduce the the weaknesses that we have identified mm. if there are some uh, in, in a merger. So that's an important role, and we have to, to be strong in what we require, because once we have given the authorization of a merger, uh, if it doesn't work, we are the owner of the problem, and we will be blamed, rightfully so, for <coughs> the problems. Mm. Well, I mean, I, I can take questions um, from the audience. Um, please, um, if you... If you uh, could raise your hand and also give your name and your institution. And the first one is here. 
Thank you very much. I'm Natasha Ranetti from the Committee of the Regions. Uh, thank you for sharing your experience with us. And I was wondering whether you would like to share the challenges you faced with the Greek banking system. And recent developments show that the situation is not good and banks are not delivering. Thank you. If you yeah. agree, we would collect two, three okay. questions. So, okay. so, uh, so, so nobody has an... Uh, oh, Sebastiano, please. Sebastiano Laviola, Banca d'Italia, Governor Association of Italy. Daniela, the experience of the... okay, The experience of the... Latvian bank, as you said, put the bank in a limbo because the BRD was either, I mean, uh, not implemented in the same way across countries, or anyway, the country didn't have a proper regime of, I mean, uh, public liquidation, let's say, special liquidation regime. What do you think, and according to your experience uh, with this case, that uh, there should be some uh, harmonization, at least of some uh, elements uh, of the liquidation regime uh, uh, when the, the bank does not go into resolution because this would, of course, facilitate the work of the of resolution authority and make easier the no credit or worse off uh, criteria that has to be uh, respected and fulfilled. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Stefan, Stefan Rottier from HSBC. Thank you, Stefan Rottier, HSBC. Being in the central bank in the ECB, looking backward, how do you see the experience with independence are you fine with the way it works? Or, and going forward now, there might be a review of the SSM regulation. After five years, what suggestions would you make in terms of governance to improve the way of working? Yeah, that okay. would be very interesting to learn a little bit more about um, how, it, how it works also, the relation between the governing council, the SSM uh, supervisory board, um, um, and you know whether the criticism that is often voiced um, in the country I know best um, mm -hmm. uh, that you know the the bank uh, the banking supervision should not be in the central bank I mean how, how what's your take uh, uh, on that okay well a lot of uh, good question <coughs> well first of all uh, the, the Greek regarding the Greek banks uh, when we took over uh, supervision uh, we took over supervision after uh, reorganization, restructuration, a lot of good action that had been uh, taken regarding the, 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 the Greek banks. And uh, they were on their way to improve when there is uh, political change, uh, political events, uh, turmoils uh, that uh, put them uh, in another uh, crisis. Then there was a program, so uh, uh, a lot of the actions uh, taken uh, were uh, more taken by other actors than the, the supervisors. For the supervisors, uh, we wanted to treat all the banks similarly, Greek banks like uh, other banks. Huh? We forget the nationality of the bank when we are in Frankfurt. We consider the bank and we compare the, the banks with peers, whatever the nationality. Uh, so uh, it means that we had uh, banks that had uh, 
program to follow, uh, fixed by the, the EU Commission, on, uh, by the, the program. It's not a special situation uh, when MPS, an Italian bank, was recapitalized in a precautionary recapitalization with public money. It also had a program to, to follow. So we are, uh, uh, like national supervisors before, we are making sure that the program is followed. We are supervising the implementation of the program. Now uh, the situation is um, significantly improved also for, for these banks. Uh, they have gone through a stress test uh, at the end, uh, well, it was in May, to, to have the outcomes uh, the, before the, the end of the program during the summer. And, uh, not a single bank had to be recapitalized again based on the adverse scenario of the stress test. It was, could not have been taken for granted before. Huh? It shows uh, uh, the, the good efforts uh, on the good progress that have been made. Uh, obviously, uh, the, 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 the situation is still weak. Uh, they are not out of the, their problems. But frankly, there is uh, no denial from the banks. Uh, we have excellent cooperation with the Central Bank of Greece. Uh, so, uh, well, those are weak banks that are uh, doing their best to improve their situation and not at all resisting to the expectation of the supervisors. Uh, so, uh, uh, I don't know, obviously, uh, what the future will be, but uh, for the, the, the time being, um, <coughs> with the efforts of the Greek banks, the cooperation with the Central Bank of Greece, and the supervisors making sure that uh, uh, the expectations we have are delivered, I, I would say uh, we are... Uh, in reasonably good situation, as good as it could have been after the, 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 the situation that, that we received. Regarding uh, uh, the, the Latvian uh, bank, well, first of all, in my view, uh, uh, a better drafting of the BRD should uh, have been helpful, and uh, we had the chance to discuss that with the legislators on the, the, this uh, uh, what I call better drafting, meaning that it will be made clear, in the, more clear than it is right now in the directive, that uh, one uh, additional criteria regarding banks for liquidation uh, has to be failing or likely to fail by the SSM, meaning uh, the national legislators <coughs> are obliged in their transposition of the directive uh, to make clear in their national legislation, so the judges will see that as the criteria for liquidation. So normally that's fixed. Uh, until we find the next problem coming from the fact that we have a directive transposed in 19 different ways in the 19 countries. So in my view, the BRD should be regulation, uh, no transposition uh, implemented directly in the 19 countries. Otherwise, uh, what, what happens? Uh, there, there are uncertainties uh, in the, based on the different transpositions. On, uh, investors hate uncertainty, and there is a high price to be paid for uncertainty. The, the coupon that you have to pay on your uh, subordinated debt or contingent capital are higher 
And this is the last thing that the euro area banks need to have to pay more their gone concern capital, in particular because the texts are not clear enough. And the investors don't know exactly where they are in the bailingable ladder. And it's different in all the countries. Huh? The, the, the order, uh, the picking order for uh, bailing, which is. Uh, Can I ask you on the Latvian just to, to be, yeah? be sure? I fully understand the Latvian the Latvian issue. So, so was is the issue you said that failing or likely to fail is not a criterion in the national uh, implementation of BRD, or is BRD itself not making a reference to? Well, it's both uh, because the. What was the view of the... Uh, well, I, I don't speak Latvian, as you can imagine, uh, and I have not been the direct interlocutor. But my understanding of the situation is the following. Uh, because the BRD was not clear enough, uh, a Latvian judge considered it's not his responsibility <laughs> to interpret the BRD. Uh, and in fact, uh, I hope I, I'm not saying something wrong. I see uh, uh, my colleague, uh, lawyer, in front of me. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, 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 the commission is in charge of uh, right. interpreting the European regulation. So uh, a national judge will not take the risk of uh, interpreting the... the, the European uh, directive uh, and maybe interpreted it wrongly. So it says, he said, she said, I don't know, uh, the gender of the judge in this case, but uh, well, uh, this is not part of my criteria. So sorry, but I am not liquidating this bank. And uh, it happened uh, that two different fates in the two different countries. In Luxembourg, uh, it's still uh, frozen, the situation, uh, to give a chance to possible acquirers to buy the subsidiary. Uh, I'm not very optimistic, to be honest, on the, this acquisition. Which but it's a strange situation. I mean, it's a strange situation that the uh, licensing authority withdraws the license, but then the bank still is, cannot be... No, it's not so simple. I, uh, so it's, it's not exactly that. We were not withdrawing the license. We were... The license has, uh, was not withdrawn. We declared it failing or likely to fail, and it had to be liquidated. And normally, the liquidation and withdrawal of the license uh, are... Uh, taken place uh, in parallel at the, the, the right moment. Mm. Uh, so the license is still there uh, in Luxembourg if there is an acquirer for this bank uh, and we accept this acquirer because we will have to authorize the acquisition. Uh, then uh, the, the subsidiary uh, will have a different future. But a future. Uh, in uh, Latvia, uh, the, the, the offer, the post, the, what happened was that the national authority uh, was willing to accept uh, self-liquidation by the, this bank, uh, and we put conditions to this uh, self-liquidation. We wanted to make sure that uh, the investors will be reimbursed uh, properly, because the, until failing likely to fail, they were uh, under the protection of a European supervisor, so uh, <coughs> they cannot discover the next day that uh, they are on their own. We ask uh, an assessment of the capacity of the Latvian bank to reimburse the investors, which was uh, uh, assessed by an independent uh, mm. auditor, uh, consultant. Uh, so that was the first uh, element. And we, uh, uh, we required that uh, the, 
uh, each uh, money that was, uh, each amount of money that was reimbursed, each step that was taken was controlled uh, by a good specialist of uh, money laundering because uh, we were not willing to have, this bank was uh, closed uh, following uh, the U.S. decision uh, based on money laundering. So uh, we can... And it was uh, a liquidity issue that resulted uh, from it. From uh, well, yeah. uh, liquidity issue following the, the big hit by the, the, the U.S. Uh, fines, the yeah. triggering, uh, the sure. triggering element was that uh, uh, this bank uh, was... Um, declared uh, doing money laundering by the, the, the U.S. and all the banks that had uh, been in this situation before did not survive. So uh, immediately uh, the liquidity issue. But still we wanted to make sure that uh, the, 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 the tainted, uh, possibly tainted money that was in this bank were not spreading uh, around in other banks. So we asked for the, the, the controls that the Latvian authorities uh, agreed uh, totally with us. There was no discussion uh, on any of the two elements. So yes, that was the situation. The only certainty that we have so far is that uh, when we declare failing or likely to fail uh, uh, a bank in Italy, uh, it is liquidated because we had Veneto, Vincenza. But in else, elsewhere, we have not tested the, the, the <laughs> national framework. But again, uh, let's make it simple. If it is possible, let's have a regulation. So it will mm. be directly implementable from uh, uh, the European level. And uh, the national judges will know that uh, regulation is something that triggers action. And um, the question on the governance um, uh, in SSM in the ECB, Oh yes. Um, well, if I want, if I would like to change something in the SSM framework, yes, to have a delegation framework uh, in the text, huh? uh, because we probably are the the, the only uh, institution in the world uh, of this importance which has no delegation power. Uh, normally, the smallest uh, decision to appoint. Uh, uh, board member in a small local cooperative, uh, if this is what is request in, requested in the national law, uh, has to go to the supervisory board. So that was a big burden on our shoulders. After um, two years of um, discussions between lawyers, uh, that at the beginning were saying that we cannot change anything. Now they said, well, maybe you can change a few things, and we are able to do some kind of delegation of uh, uh, some decisions. We take about, uh, well, something between 2,500 and 3,000 decisions per year. So you see, if we have zero delegation, it's uh, quite a burden. And for the first two years, we had zero delegation. Uh, so now we have uh, put a system in place that permits uh, some kind of delegation, but it has, it's not uh, as good as it would be to have in the text itself some kind of, uh, of, deleg uh, of delegation. Uh, for the rest, being in the ECB, well, maybe I am biased because I come from uh, Bank de France, where uh, banking supervision has always been in the, in the central bank. Uh, I believe it's uh, very <coughs> helpful to be in, uh, in a central bank, uh, frankly. Uh, 
and it was very helpful for us to get started. Uh, we would sure. not, not have been, it would not have been possible uh, without the, the support of the teams of the, the central bank. Uh, we uh, are very um, uh, careful and cautious in implementing what the legislators as wish, uh, the separation principle. We operate under the separation principle uh, totally. On, uh, I have not seen any uh, issue or problems. Maybe you should uh, ask Sabine Lotenschlager uh, what she, she thinks, but I would be surprised if she would say Can something else. Can you explain else. to the audience separation oh, yes. principle? Uh, oh. the, the fact that uh, uh, in certain countries, including Germany, and we are in Frankfurt with the ECB and the SSM, uh, it is considered uh, a better practice to have monetary policy and supervision in two uh, different institutions. Uh, so, uh, for example, there, there, there are safeguards that have been put in place uh, for the, the, the separation uh, principles. We have put uh, in place uh, internal rules that are uh, very vigilant uh, on this. I would say the fact that the two buildings are quite <laughs> far away from each other is also <laughs> quite efficient. Sure. Uh, I hardly see my colleagues <laughs> from time to time uh, only. Uh, well, okay, we can call ourselves and we uh, they are modern uh, ways of uh, communicating but nevertheless um, physical distance physical distance uh, still 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 matters well uh, frankly uh, I, I believe it works very well uh, I think we are better off in the uh, in a central bank uh, but again I may be biased uh, but I would be surprised that my German uh, colleague, Sabine Lottenschlager, the vice chair of the supervisory board, uh, would consider that uh, the, the current situation uh, raises any problem at all, really. Huh? Uh, we are uh, very uh, obedient and very, uh, uh, very much uh, willing to fully comply with what the legislators uh, um, I've wished really. We are the, the people enforcing implementation of the regulation for others. Uh, we we uh, obviously we start with ourselves. Huh? We do what we are asked to do. Okay, I, I think we we have exceeded our time. Um, so uh, please uh, join me in thanking uh, you for um, the wonderful discussion and the frankness of your intervention. Thank you. Thank you. That's great.